bless you, Lord. Lord, we bless you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for leading us out of captivity this week, O oh Lord. We thank you for those who were held bound this week, you let them out, Lord. We thank you for those who were held, held bound to apathy, you let them out, Lord. We thank you for those who were held bound to sin, you let them out, Lord. We thank you for those who were, led, who were held bound to addictions, you let them out, Lord. You set them free, O oh Lord. You set the captives free by the power of your word. You set the captives free by the power of your Holy Spirit. We bless you, Lord Jesus. By the power of your blood you set the captives free lord we thank you for those who gave their lives to you oh god lord we thank you for those who gave their lives to you oh lord this week we thank you for those who recommitted themselves to you this week oh lord we thank you for the train of captivity that you led out this week oh god we bless your holy name we worship you lord jesus we worship you holy spirit we thank you we thank you we thank you it is written it says he gave gifts to his people thank the lord for the gift of the spirit thank the lord for the gift of the spirit thank you lord for the gift of the spirit that you gave to me. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of faith. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of healing. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of prophecy. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of miraculous signs and wonders. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of tongues. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of interpretation of tongues. We bless your holy name, O God. We bless your holy name, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of the message of wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of the message of knowledge, O God. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of discernment, O God. Thank you for granting us discernment, O Lord. So we're no longer ones who can be deceived O God of heaven. Thank you, O God, for our eyes are seeing, for our ears are hearing, O Lord of heaven. Thank you for the voice of the Holy Spirit, O Lord, that we can hear, O Lord. Thank you for the power of the Spirit that rests upon us, O God. We bless your name, O God. We bless your name, O God. We bless your name, O God. For it is written that when the Holy Spirit, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Thank you for the power that we have received this week, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the power that we have received this week, O Lord. We bless your holy name, O God. We bless your holy name, O God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. We just give you a praise offering this morning for that which you have done. We give you a praise offering this morning for that which you have done this week, O Lord of Heaven. You said you would do it and you did it. You said you would do it and you did it. We thank you for the power of your presence that rested upon this house, O Lord. We thank you for the glory of your presence that rested upon this house, O Lord. That manifested, O Lord, in each and every one of us, O God. We worship you, O God. We worship you, O Lord. It was not by our strength, O Lord. It was by your grace, O God. It was by your grace, O Lord. It was by your grace, O God, and you poured it out upon us, and you poured it out upon us, upon the old and upon the young. You poured it out upon us, O God, and we worship you, God. We give you the praise, we give you the glory, and we give you the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we have praised. Amen. I would like to turn our Bibles to 1 Kings 3. 1 Kings 3, from verse 10. So just in line with what Brother Toby has prayed. We were here and we've asked God for gifts of the Spirit. And we know that we have received it. Though we may not see it right now, we know that we have received it. Um, just like King Solomon here, he asked for the Spirit of Wisdom. And the Lord was pleased with him. So it says in verse 10, The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked him for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. I um, if you go on in Solomon's story, you see that his heart turned away from God. Because of the things that God gave him, he now used them as idols. I want us to pray that as we've asked God 
for those gifts that we will always glean onto his words and we will always remember this convention we have come here because we love the lord we've come here to learn from god as we've asked for those gifts we want us to pray that those gifts will remain in us and will continue to do the words and works of god let us pray Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory and we give you all the honor, Heavenly Father. We exalt your name, Heavenly Father, and thank you for this time that you've given to us, O God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you've enabled us to be in your house, O Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, that your unction has been on this place, O God, since day one, O Heavenly Father. That we have gone from one height to another, O God. Heavenly Father, that we have learned from you, O Heavenly Father. From every speaker that has been here, O Heavenly Father. Your Holy Spirit has been here, O Heavenly Father. The truth has been spoken, O Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we are here because because we love you, Heavenly Father. We want to grow in you, Heavenly Father. And Lord, oh God, we pray, oh God, that every word, every seed that has been planted within us, Heavenly Father, it will germinate, Heavenly Father. Every situation that we find ourselves in this world, Heavenly Father, this dark world, oh God, Heavenly Father, your words will always be on our lips, oh Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we know that you are with us, Heavenly Father. You are guiding us. You are protecting us, oh God. And we thank you, oh Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, the gifts that you've given to us, Heavenly Father, we, again, we thank you for them, Heavenly Father. We pray, oh God, that those gifts that you have given to us, O Lord. Heavenly Father, we will always remember that it is you that you have given it to us, Heavenly Father. It is by you, Heavenly Father, that we are here, Heavenly Father. We have a purpose in this life, Heavenly Father, and it is to do your will, Heavenly Father, to bring your people to the knowledge of you, O God. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that we will not boast in those things, O God, the things that you have given to us, O Lord. We will always remember that it is you who have given it to us, O God, and we will always give you praise at the end of the day, Heavenly Father. In these dark times, O Heavenly Father, we pray that we will always go to you, Heavenly Father. We will always read your word, Heavenly Father. We will come to you for counsel, Heavenly Father, because you are there, Heavenly Father. You have sent your Holy Spirit to counsel us, Heavenly Father, to be guidance for us, Heavenly Father, to give us peace, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we pray, O God, no matter what goes around and around us, Heavenly Father, we will always cling on to you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we will not listen to things that are of this world, Heavenly Father, but listen to things of the heavenlies, Heavenly Father. As your children, Heavenly Father, we are here, O God, and we praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor, Heavenly Father. As we are heard, we are the apple of your eye, Heavenly Father, and nothing can harm us, Heavenly Father. Nothing can harm us because we are the apple of your eye, oh God. Every situation, everything that we are in in this life, Heavenly Father, is because you have planned it, Heavenly Father. And you know, Heavenly Father, that you can take us out of it, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we pray, oh God, that nothing, oh God, will cause us to stray from you, oh God. Nothing will cause us to stray from you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, there's no situation, no circumstance, Heavenly Father, that we cannot handle, Heavenly Father, because if it, we could not handle it, you would not put it in our lives, oh God. Oh Lord, we praise you and we give you glory. We give you all the honor. All adoration belongs unto you, O oh God. In Jesus' holy name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Um, can we open um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 8, please? It says, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just, um, when we read this this morning, um, it reminded me of what we were, what Brother Laddie spoke to us about on Tuesday, about us serving in the house of God and our different roles within the body of Christ, and that we want to not only be serving and giving to God, we actually want to be continually increasing in everything that we're doing. So I want us to pray that from this convention, that as God has revived us, as God has given us new words, given us new instructions, that we will not be unproductive and ineffective that our knowledge of Christ will continue to increase in increasing measure. Let's begin to pray. Holy Spirit, 
You have endowed upon us, Lord God, a new anointing afresh, Lord Jesus. We have asked for the gifts of the Spirit. We will begin to serve in our different departments, in our different branches. Father, Lord God, help us to continue to increase, Lord God, increase and possess these qualities in increasing measure, Lord Jesus. We don't want to be ineffective. We don't want to be unproductive, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Father, Lord God, help us to continue to increase in our service in your household. Let us continue to increase. Let us continue to increase. Let us continue to increase let us continue to increase let us continue to increase Lord Jesus we don't want to stay stagnant help us to continue to increase to continue to increase for the gifts that we have asked for Lord God it won't just be one manifestation Lord God for the gifts that we have asked you for Lord God it won't just be one time that we manifest but continually this when we come back again this time next year we will be able to testify Lord God of increasing in the measure of the qualities you have given us of the gifts you have given us of the um, qualities that you have given us us. Lord Jesus, we ask you, Lord, help us to possess these qualities in increasing measure. Help us to be ever going higher. Help us not to remain stagnant. Help us to forever look higher. Help us to forever look higher, Lord Jesus. Help us to forever look higher in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Can we open our Bibles to Second Peter chapter 1 for verse 3 to 4? And it reads, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. I want us to begin to pray and ask the Lord that the power that He has given us, that let it not lay dormant within us, you know. So, ask God that the power that He has given us the power to heal the sick, the power to pray on people that need that healing, that God shall help us so that it may not lay dormant but instead manifest within us. In Jesus' name, let's begin to pray. Lord God, we ask you, Lord Jesus, that the power that you've given us, Lord Jesus, that the divine power, Lord God Almighty, for life and godliness, Lord, we pray, Lord, let it not lay dormant within us, Lord Jesus, but instead let it manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that as you've given us this power, Lord God Almighty, this power you bestowed upon each and every one of us, Lord Jesus, as Christ followers, Lord God Almighty. Just as Christ manifested and worked through the same power, Lord, we pray, Lord Jesus, that let us also manifest the work in that power in the mighty name of Jesus. For as we are followers of Christ, Lord, we have to imitate you, Lord God Almighty. We have to do everything, Lord, in your footsteps, Lord. We have to think what you would do, Lord Jesus, in certain situations. So we ask you, Lord God Almighty, Lord, that divine power, Lord, that you function, Lord Jesus, that divine power that you work through, Lord God Almighty, we pray, Lord Jesus, that let us also function within, Lord. Let it manifest within us, Lord Jesus. Especially for us as youth, Lord God Almighty. Seeing that we have less experience in the world, Lord God Almighty. Seeing that we are less mature, Lord, in the spirit, Lord Jesus, compared to love adults, Lord. So we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you shall let that spirit manifest in us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that spirit manifest in us in the mighty name of Jesus. That divine power you've given us, Lord Jesus, to live a godly life, Lord Jesus. That divine power you've given us, Lord Jesus, to abstain from sin, Lord Jesus. We ask ask you, Lord God Almighty, that you shall help us to manifest it in the mighty name of Jesus. Let it not lay dormant within us, Lord God Almighty, but instead, Lord Jesus, let the root instead grow, Lord God Almighty, and let it germinate, Lord, so we may affect those around us, Lord God Almighty. People shall be affected, Lord, from how we live our life, like Christ did in the name of Jesus Christ in Nazareth. We pray that you shall help us, Lord, and guide us, Lord Jesus, with our footsteps, Lord. We pray, Lord Jesus, that this divine power, Lord God Almighty, it shall manifest within us in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray socially, be Lord God Almighty, you shall help us, Lord Jesus, and we pray socially be, Lord, 
In Jesus' name we've prayed. Good morning, church. I want us to go to the book of Acts, Acts 2, and I'll read from verse 1. It reads, When the day of Pentecostal came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be thongs of fire that, that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I want us to pray for today's day seven of this youth convention. And seven is the number of completion. I want us to pray that God enters the midst of us. Just as everyone in the book of Acts were together, all the apostles were together, we are here together. I want us to pray for God to step down and really visit us in this service so that the gifts we have received on Power Night on Friday shall begin to manifest and excel. So let's continue to pray. Abba Father who art in heaven, King of peace, everlasting Father, ancients of faith. Abba Father, today is number seven of the youth convention. Lord Jesus, we pray as today is day seven, we pray that you come down, that you step down, and visit every single one of us that is standing here today. Lord Jesus, we pray that the gifts that you have given us on Friday shall begin to manifest. Abba Father, let us speak in the tongues that you want us to speak. Lord Jesus, we pray that every single gift that you have given unto us shall manifest today. Lord Jesus, so that we can use it to glorify and magnify your holy and anointed name. Abba Father, form us to be the person you wanted us to be. Lord Jesus, and as you come down to today's meeting, to today's service, Lord Jesus, I pray that you touch every single person that comes here today every single person that you have ordained to be here lord jesus i glorify and magnify your holy and anointed name thank you jesus in jesus name we have prayed amen hallelujah congratulations once again to our youth who have done greatly this week hallelujah they are really youth of uh, a royal destiny guess what the bible says about them Sons are heritage from the Lord. Children are reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Blessed is Apostle Williams and Momioma whose quiver is full of them. Blessed is Christ Church Tabernacle. International churches whose quiver is full of them. Lord, we want to thank you for this glorious youth. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies at the gates. With this, let's just thank God for you. Lord, we thank you. Lift up your hands and voice and thank God for our youth. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this youth that you have given to us. We know they are for signs and wonders in this generation. Our youth shall be for a sign and a wonder. In the name of Jesus, there are arrows that you are throwing out into the world to go and bring more souls to the kingdom, to reflect Christ in every way. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the new things that you are doing. The Bible talks about things that eyes have not seen. The Bible talks about things that ears have not heard. These are the things that we want to start to see in the lives of our youth. They will go to the high streets. The lame will walk. The blind will see. The Lord Almighty will use them mightily in this generation. Lord, we glorify your name. We exalt your God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. With a clean, clean hands and a pure heart. We are going to start the meeting this morning.
as we lift up our hands and read Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart for his falls, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For grace is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
worship you and we give you all the glory. We worship you and we give you all the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that when they came to the Red Sea, Moses said to them, Who is on the Lord's side? So you are going to declare today, this week we have been talking about loyal to the Lord. You want to say to yourself, Which side are you on? How many of us are on the Lord's side? Let me see your hands up.
have through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because every single step of this week, you have been ahead of us. You have filled us with knowledge, understanding, and abundant wisdom. You even saw it fit for us to receive gifts from you that we in turn can use for the sake of the kingdom. May your name forever be praised. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. I'd like you to quickly say hello to someone sitting next to you as I welcome up our nominated persons. The choir, please, can take your seat, but leave your microphones. And if you have been nominated to speak, to do this recap, if you could please come up now. Thank you very much. your hands together for the choir. Come on now. Were you not blessed? Yes. Put your hands. There must not be silent in the house of God for worship. a very important question how many of you have been blessed this week amen it's been an amazing time in the presence of the Lord and we just want to thank God like today is our Thanksgiving service so it's a day that is full of joy it's a day that is full of exuberance and um, But before we get to the Thanksgiving portion of our service today, we thought it'd be really good to do a quick recap on the different points that we had covered throughout this week. So we're going to cover the afternoon sessions first. I think we have a slide deck prepared, a little video montage. So once we've done that, I will then give a quick summary of some of the key messages. So each of you, I think you're aware, have two and a half minutes. I'm a Londoner, so I'm going to make you make sure, like it's going to ring. So make sure you try and condense it. Two and a half minutes to give us the key themes that underpinned the sessions that you coordinated this week. And then I'm also going to do my best to touch on some of the key themes we covered in the evening before I hand over to our Father and the Lord Apostle. So please come and take a mic. I think you should start in the order of the days. You already stood like that. Perfect. Hello. So I am. Do you want to move forward so that everyone can see you? Thank you. So I coordinated um, myself and Sister Brenda coordinated the. Um, Sorry, one second. Can we have the, the the video montage up, please? Should we give you two seconds? One. Two. Because <laughs> it would be nice to see what you're talking about as you're presenting to it. Okay. If the presentation section, can somebody who is senior get this done? And please make sure you are accurate and timely. 
So we looked in um, to the theme of Monday's topic, which was um, the assignment, loyal to the cause. So in the day session, we looked into the theme, what does loyalty mean to you, especially as a young believer in the 21st century. So we first started off with a couple of icebreakers um, just to kind of get people to kind of connect and network with people that they hadn't necessarily spoken to. And then we kind of went into, we watched two clips which kind of depicted what loyalty was about. And then we went on to like an open discussion where we discussed about what does actually loyalty mean to you. And it was very eye-opening to see the different responses we got from different people, their perspective on loyalty in various aspects of their lives. And then after that, we broke into like um, different groups where we um, looked into, um, they had to define three characters in the Bible, whether the Old or New Testament, of people who were loyal to the assignment that they were given um, given to. Um, and it was very very eye-opening to see what were the main um, theme and points of which connected all the characters together, which was being devoted to the cause that they were given to, um, having a constant life of seeking the Father to do the will of the Father, and also as well just keep on continuously looking onto the Father. That was some of the key points that kind of captured our day session. Um, good morning, chat. Um, so me and Brother Michael were in charge of Tuesday's session, and we looked into the story of Joseph. So we start, first started off with some icebreakers so we could get to know each other, and then we went into um, reading the story to understand why Joseph was loyal to the cause and loyal to his master and God. Um, and then we split up into groups, and we went through um, songs, poems, dramas, I think mainly people did dramas to represent um, what they learned from the story and how Joseph was loyal to his master and God. Um, and then, yeah, we just made sure that the main point of the session was to make sure that we understand that when we are in a relationship with God, that when we are alone, we have to be loyal, even when people are not watching us, when people that we make like apostle might be watching over us, we're doing things in his eyes. But when we are alone, we have to make sure that we are still serving God um, right. We are still making sure that we are loyal to him. We are making sure that we're not sinning. And, yeah, that was mainly it. Thank you. So myself and Brother Blessed were project managers on Wednesday. And we looked at Esther as a historic trailblazer. We had some icebreakers with... Um, finding out about people's favorite Bible characters, why and how those people have influenced our lives as individuals. And then we did um, a short activity on, it's like filling the gaps, but it was basically scriptures. So we picked out some of the key scriptures that we've been going through for the three days, the two days before Wednesday. And we asked Read the scriptures, read the scriptures out, and omitted some words and phrases, and just opening up to groups to answer or fill in the gaps. And it was quite interesting to see that a lot of us remembered the things that we went through during the day. And then we read the first seven chapters of the book of Esther, and the point there was to in groups, and the point there was for us to 
look at it, reflect, and pick out character traits that Esther had that contributed to her loyalty to the cause. So if you don't know, um, Esther contributed to um, God's purpose of preserving the Jews by making sure that she didn't allow the plan of Hamar to destroy the Jews to work. So that was her purpose in line with God's purpose to preserve the Jews. And the key points that we got from our reflection was that um, parental guidance is very important. So Mordecai, her foster father or uncle, um, taught her ways on how she should live her life. And even when she got to the position where she was queen, she didn't forget about those things. We see in Esther chapter 2 verse 10. says that she still lived out and practiced the things that um, Mordecai, her father, taught her. And we saw that Esther was obedient, she was humble, she was content, and we covered some of those things and found ways to reflect on them and also apply them to our our lives as individuals. Um, Thank you. So on day four, myself and Sister Chisholm, we went through the praise day. Um, I'm sure we agree there's many Daniels in this house, amen. So we have people that apply themselves spiritually, but have also applied themselves to not only education, but to their careers as well. Do we agree? So we started the day off with an icebreaker, which was an assessment center. So we wanted to give the youths an understanding of what it means to be in an interview process. They broke up into groups of people they didn't actually know and understood what it meant to work in a group, communicate, lead a team, lead a discussion, and then boldly present your ideas to the mass. After that, we went through the scenario of somebody that's gotten into University of Cambridge and what the loyalty and the journey is behind that. The resilience of the exams, the pressure, 40 40 minutes to do 30 questions, the understanding that we need to be loyal not only in spiritual things, but in education as well. When we got into university, we passed it on to someone else. You spoke about applying yourself not only just for your degree, but outside things in university, such as internships, placement years, Um, assessment centers and interviews so that once you leave your degree you have something to stand on as well we then went through what it means to build your personal brand and how people perceive you in your workplace and then we also looked at your CV as well and how you really make your LinkedIn stand out from the rest in the afternoon we went through different career pillars so we looked at law we looked at technology engineering medicine and project management so that the students and the youths could be inspired by different career paths and choose their own and understand people that have applied themselves, but not only applied themselves, but the trials and tribulations along the journey and see how God took them through that. Thank you. Um, So on Friday, we had our My Brother's Keeper session and My Sister's Keeper session in which the boys were split up and the girls were split up. And in each session, we looked at aspects such as health, such for the women, we looked at beauty. Um, the other aspects we looked at was finances, um, the spiritual, um, and things such as how self-worth and how to portray yourself um, in society. We then had uh, some question and answer sessions in which we had our bigger brothers and bigger sisters um, that have gone through certain experiences that came to share so they were allowed to ask questions and um, a form of panelists were able to answer those questions based on personal experience as well as spiritual Um, and one thing that we found was it was so interesting to see the type of questions that came out the willingness of the boys and the girls to want to know 
you know, the nitty-gritty about life, about, you know, how to stay pure um, in this generation, how to, you know, hear the, the voice of God and how to apply that into everyday life. Um, so that essentially was the day session of Friday. Thank you very much, guys. So the quick recap of the week in the evening, as you're all aware, we got the opportunity to hear from Apostle and a number of youth speakers throughout the evening. So some of the key themes that resonated with me. On day one, one of the things that I wrote down to myself, we are to seek and save what is lost and the importance of denying oneself to the pleasures of the world. We also studied the importance of not associating with sinners and not being unduly influenced in a way that causes us to lose or miss the path that God has called us to. So there was a call or a charge to all of us to make an affirmative action to get rid of the things that lead us to sin. On day two, Apostle took us through a number of items and again our youth speakers also spoke. So um on the latter, we learnt about our role, our purpose. What is our role in the body of Christ? Not just in the household of faith. And one of the things I remember writing down as a note to myself is, we cannot be light onto light. And, you know, it's something that God has been speaking to me about for a few years. Many of us have drawn the word. We've soaked it up. We've absorbed it. But we have a real core focus per the instruction of Jesus Christ, to make disciples, right? So we need to be light into the midst of darkness, not just sitting in the church and getting fatter and fatter and fatter with the word, <laughs> although the word is good for us, amen? An apostle took us through um, six things that I wrote down. So you must deny yourself. You must take up your cross. You must follow Christ and not your instinct. And I think that this particular point resonated with me. Because there was a question on Wednesday about how do you differentiate when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, when it's just your instinct. So you can't be led by instinct because we are led by the Spirit. And we covered some scriptures that spoke about that. Apostle also emphasized emphatically the importance of crucifying our body to worldly passions and the importance of operating with the mind of Christ. And I remember it was another speaker during the week that made us understand that how can the Spirit of God be in us and we're using our human minds to kind of make decisions. The mind of Christ is in us and therefore we can instruct Christ. Someone that doesn't have the mind of Christ cannot instruct Christ. We also learn about being ready to go to the ends of the earth for Jesus. The importance of seeking the kingdom of God more than you seek material wealth. And the scripture that came to me is... Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all other things will be and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. So make God's priority your number one priority whilst you're here, this short time on earth. And finally on that day we looked at the importance of not being ashamed to speak for the Lord, to stand for what is right, particularly in a generation where there's so much noise. And I don't know if you remember, on Sunday last week, one of the things I touched on from the advert that we had is there's so much noise. People are telling you believe in crystals. Other people are telling you believe in yourself. Feminism, um, racism. There's so many different messages in the world right now. But the voice of the Lord should be the loudest amongst them. And God is using us as his vessels to speak the truth and to stand for what is right with boldness and without fear. 
The next day, we looked at what is the source of our fashion? What is the source of the decisions that we make? We understand from the scripture that the devil is the person who rules the kingdom of the air and therefore can very easily penetrate people who have not taken steps to guard their heart. We also spoke in the panel session about sins that lead to death. An apostle emphasized that deliberate sin leads to death. A final warning was made on the day that we should be very, very dedicated to ensuring that nobody around us shipwrecks us, right? If you knew that the pilot of your plane was actually a doctor and didn't know how to fly a plane, would you board the plane? Oh, some of you would, it sounds like. Precisely. So we need to make very, very clear decisions about who we surround ourselves with so that they do not shipwreck us. We shouldn't openly go into really negative situations. So on day five, we spoke about Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice. The fact that he was dedicated to the cause. And when um, this message was being delivered, one of the things or one of the scriptures that came to me is from the book of John 4:34, when Jesus said, My food is to, the, is to do the will of the one who sent me and to complete or finish his work. What's your food, right? What's your food? Is it to be the most famous Instagrammer? I loved the, the scene from the drama on Thursday around that. Is it to be the most known footballer? Is it to be a world-leading, you know, what, what do they call these people? Nobel Prize winner. Prize winner. Our food, first of all, should be about the things of the kingdom. The things of the earth will pass away, categorically. But we need to do the work of the one who sent us. And we need to work towards completing it. We need to be loyal towards doing that. So, the other thing we learned on that day, we had a very good exposition on the loyalty of Satan to his cause, right? He came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And it was a powerful message where we came to understand that if Satan is loyal to completing his work, then we need to be even more loyal to ensuring that he does not capture us, kill us, destroy us. On that day, we also had a fantastic drama production. How many of you were there on Thursday? Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I started the week in a really bad place in terms of just different things that were happening. And the drama ministered to my soul. They centered their drama on three scenes taken from the story or the parable of the sower. And there were different stories that we, went, we, we were um, privy to follow throughout the drama. But some of the ones that really resonated with me, the one with the three guys, do you remember it, running their race and trying to stay dedicated to Christ, but being choked by the things of the world, the lust of the world, the passion, the money, and all the other things that we kind of face. Right now there's a recession, and some of us forget to even pray because the first thing you wake up to is, oh, wait, ha, huh, my light bill, how am I going to pay it? But we need to put Christ first in all of these things, amen? Amen. And on Friday, we had, on Friday, we had power night. Come on, guys. I know some of us are tired from yesterday, but we haven't lost the power. We have the power. And the apostle took us through each of them. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, 
distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And we were asked to ask the Lord for a gift that day, and I sincerely believe that we have received it. I would implore each and every one of us to walk in faith, because now we've received it. It's like if I give you £10 and tell you to go and buy me something with it, I don't expect to come back next week and see that £10 still in your hand. Just like the parable of the person who didn't use his talents, right? The talent has now been given to us. This is a charge to you to walk in faith and exercise that faith to use the gifting that God has poured out upon you. So, just to round up, there were a few things. Because one of the things that really stuck with me on Monday, Apostle categorically said... At the end of each session, go home and meditate on what you've learned and build it out, build upon it. And that's exactly what I did. So there were three things that resonated with me from all of the messages that we have received this week. The first is, and I'm going to, if you could please open for me the book of 2 Timothy 4, and I'm going to read from 4, from verse 4. Or well, actually, let's start with Second Peter chapter 1, sorry. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Sorry about that. We have to deny ourselves. This was the message that I received. We have to deny ourselves. Sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't feel right. But we have to deny ourselves and clothe ourselves with the right attributes of the Holy Spirit. So it says here from, and it was interesting because I heard one of the prayer points this morning that was aligned with this. It said, through these things, he has given us the very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil. Next verse, please. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Next one. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you remember in the night vigil, you know, Pastor Tyle covered a story about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being loyal to the cause. And that day we also prayed from the, 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 the scripture in the book of Hebrew about fixing our eyes on Christ Jesus. Ultimately, we want to be effective and productive in our knowledge of Christ so that we can combat some of the things that kind of drag us down. And that leads me nicely to the next scripture, 2 Timothy chapter 4. We need to turn away from false doctrine and apostle covered this during the week as well so if we look at second timothy chapter four it says they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths the next verse please but you keep your head in all situations endure hardship do the work of an evangelist discharge all your duties of your ministry next verse please for I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. And the next verse, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. It's my prayer that this is what will be said of each and every one of us when we finish our race. Not that we weren't loyal to the cause that we were created, not that we got carried away 
or got fixated on inanimate things, but we actually remained loyal to the cause, fixing our eyes on Jesus. And that takes me to my final scripture, which is in the book of Hebrew chapter 12, verse 1. And again, it's another one that we covered this week. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that's so easily entangled. And let us run with perseverance. To be loyal, you need to persevere. So let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. We say this statement all the time. I think we say it so much, it's, it began to lack meaning. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the one who is the perfecter. And I think another version says the author and the, the, the finisher, the person who created our salvation, right? It says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And if you notice from the scripture of the week, we even had on our t-shirts the importance of taking up your cross and looking to Jesus. He scorned the shame of the cross and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I sincerely pray that all of us will be there. You know, Brother Eric, I think at the beginning of this week, led a prayer point or made a comment and said, um, I'll see you on the day of rapture. I will be there because I don't want to be left behind. But I don't want to be one of those that tears will be wiped away from my eyes because I regret the fact that I never got to minister the word. I regret the fact that I spent more time focusing on things that actually have no kind of worth or value before the Father when we get to heaven. So I hope that you've all been blessed. I hope that you've all been blessed. Amen. With that in mind, I would like us to all be upstanding, please as I invite our Father in the Lord, Apostle A.T.B. Williams, to come and take the next segment for today. Exegesis. I think that I am limited in speech because they have accurately summarized what God spoke and did this week. But you know something? I'm very happy before I teach you now. I'm very happy that my aim in life. And my purpose for living, which you all know who have been in CFTs, I always said to you, before my departure from the earth, I will sit down and see five generations down line. I will sit down to see my spirit reproduced in five generations down line. And I can say in this anniversary that that is accomplished. It is accomplished. And these youths are youths from, not just from England, from Ireland, from Germany. And I'm sure that if the Nigerian youth, African youths from various countries in Africa would be here, it's the same thing that you have seen that you will see in them. God is faithful. And I think 
uh, I have come to the place where I should sit down and begin to hear the gift of God from the five-year-old to the fifties manifesting in Christ in Tabernacle. Shall we pray? Thank you, King of Heaven, for faithful are you who had promised in Jesus' holy name. Shall we please sit down for a few minutes? Well, and I just say that I'm very much aware that um, our youths all over the world are tuned in because not every one of them could come. And especially those from Africa. I'm very sure too that um, our youths, you know, in uh, other parts of England who are not able to come are tuned in. And I'm sure that the German churches also. I want to say this to us that the Lord has spoken so many things this week. And yesterday when we had a way, when we had a way, uh, Youth Away Day, it was intimate discussion between the girls and mommy and between the boys and me. And then we exchanged and the girls went to mommy and the boys went to mommy and the girls were with me. It was very intimate discussions. And the discussion shows me the heart of the youth brought up in Christ with Tabernacle. God has raised an army that will be relevant in nations of the earth, wherever we are established. God has raised an army of people who will be relevant in leadership and governance of the nation, be relevant in the spirit power, not just talk talk Christians, but Christians who talk God and manifest God. And if you look at we started from Monday, really from Friday, night vigil. I really expected the montage to have been collated for all the meetings, video montage, and a day like this we played. But can I just say to us that God gave to the youths this topic, assignment, loyal to the cause. And we recognize that from the book of Mark 8, 34. He says, Then he called the crowd to himself, along with the disciples, and said, If anyone will come after me or will follow me, he must deny himself. That's the first thing. He must deny himself, anyone who will follow me. And he says, must take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will, and uh, for the gospel, will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in the exchange of his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my word in this present adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory 
with the holy angels, his holy angels. You will discover that this message from Jesus Christ is is all inclusive, beginning from salvation to life in Christ and to rapture. And all were covered during this week. But I want to ask you, who are you loyal to? If you are listening to my voice today, I want to check your loyalty against your eternal purpose. Should you die today, what will your loyalty fetch you in death? I also want you to recognize that, as was said, several things were mentioned by Christ in this scripture. One, you must deny yourself if you follow Jesus. Christianity is not uh, a club. Christianity is not what anybody can uh, uh, define in his own definition. Christianity is a lifestyle of God in man. That is, you have decided to follow Jesus. Jesus has become the main mentor. Which means that we must deny ourselves. That is, your flesh and your mind. The things your flesh wants and the things your mind wants. You don't do it again. You lose your mind in another world and pick up the mind of Christ. A number of Christians struggle with that. That's the reason why they do not see manifestation of God's power. Because if, you, if Jesus himself gave you the conditions to follow him, if you don't fulfill the condition, you cannot blame Jesus that you pray he didn't answer you. Because certainly he will not answer you. Because what he said is that those who are my followers are not those who go to church, but my followers will go to church. They are among those who go to church among them, those who really deny themselves. That is, they put their body under subjection, they put their mind under subjection to just do what Jesus said. People who have come to the place that anything Jesus said, you don't question it. When it comes to morality, you don't say, but where is it? Where, like some people say, that show me where it's written in the Bible. That's rebellious, man. Because you don't go to university to tell your lecturer when he tells you some principle, you say, show me, show me where it's written. I'm sure that your lecturer will give you the answer when he marks your papers. So what your lecturer teaches you, you just got them in. Because you know that what he teaches you is fact. Then you can now go home and begin to research. So that you can know more, even from what he's saying. They understand the authority that spoke it, and then you can know more. Those are the kind of students that come out with good grade. A student who goes with the attitude of, show me where it is, it is written. Where do you get that information, lecturer? That student has failed before he started. And we recognize therefore that self-denial or denying yourself, denying yourself is beyond what you naturally think. Your body and your mind, those are the two major focus. Your body and your mind. Denial is refusal of something requested or denied. That's the definition of denial. Something you love, but God hates, you stop it. Some way you think, and God doesn't like it, you stop it. Some way you do things, and it's against God, you stop it. Whether it's difficult or, or easy. Number two, we had that we should take up our cross. That is, the resilience to take anything that faces you in life and say, work with Jesus. That whatever faces you in life does not hinder you from working with Jesus. What happened around you does not determine uh, how, what God is or the truth of God. No, no. What God says is what he has said. Anything may happen around you, take off your focus from everything and carry your cross and follow him. 
And then we recognize that you have to follow Christ. Not follow the world. Not follow passion. Not follow worldly music. Not follow, uh, you know, things they do in the world. The reason is because, why are we really particular about the world? It's because of the ruler of the world. It's because of the ruler of the world. Do you have that photograph of Shogu there, please? Doctor, put it on something for me. Not ruler of the world. I, I shall go priest. Now, ruler of the world, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter, chapter 2, verse 1, why you don't follow the world. Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Shall we read it together, please? So who is the one that rules the world? Satan, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, isn't it? Read it further. So that spirit works in who? Ah, come on, come on. Again, I can't hear you read it. And that disobedience is not just disobeying the the, the, the law of the country, but disobeying God. Anybody that you know that is, is a disobedient person, you know, some people who kill others and anything the Bible says, they just do whatever they like. The Bible tells you that Satan rules in their heart. And which is very, very true. We went through that detail during this week. So then, if the devil is the one who walks in the world, who, assign, you know, you know is the one... <coughs> who designed the way of the world. No wonder the Bible says Christians, anybody who follows Jesus, should just take his 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 he should just take his cross. That is take whatever is your issue, it should not be your ruler. And just carry it and follow Jesus. Because that's that is solution for everyone. Who truly follow Jesus Christ. When you see people who say they have tested Christianity, it doesn't work. They didn't test nothing. Can you hear that? It's like someone says that I went to medical school, it didn't work. Or I went to law school, it didn't work. It's because they have not even gone there at all. Anybody who will prove God must first of all submit to God. And it's impossible for you to submit to God and not, you know, be blessed by God. Because God is faithful. And one of the things that we were made to look at is to examine our personal lives, your daily life. Did, uh, the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to test and approve God's will for you his good and perfect will so we learned this week that if you are asking god for anything if a person who have not been transformed in your mind your thinking you cannot hear from god one of the things that people ask is that how do we discern the voice of god from the voice of the world very simple very very easy the first thing to know to discern the word of the voice of god for you to be able to know whether the voice beginning means of god is this Every part of your life that is worldly, stop it. Draw, write them down and stop them. 
Then, decide in your mind, which is renewing your mind, that you now follow the path of Jesus Christ. Very squarely. Anything that Jesus wants is what you want. Anything that Jesus says is what you want to do. Anything the Bible says don't you don't want to do, don't do it. That is the entrance to be able to really know the voice speaking in your mind, whether it's of God or what will happen to you is that the voice of God becomes loud in your heart and you will know it. And you cannot be shipwrecked. And it's very, very simple. Very, very simple. But you know, because conformity with God is with the world is enmity to God. Second Corinthians chapter six verse fourteen says, Do not be unequally yoked with the unbelievers, for who what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can you have with light? It says, What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or the sons of Belial? What does a believer have in common with unbelievers? And that tells you very clearly, Show me your friends, and I'll show you who you are. Anyone who decides to follow Jesus, and still hang on with the friends that are, you know, uh, you know disobedient, you're not following Jesus. You can't be... You can't have intimate friendship with somebody who is godless. And say, I will convert him. He he has converted you before you converted him. Of course. Of course. One rotten apple in a a bunch of good apple, it will only take a a short while, or will be rotten. And you have been told that. It's very, very clear. You have nothing to do with ungodly people. And most, most importantly, too, in the book of First John 2, verse 15 to 17, it says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And it, dis- it went further to tell us what is in the world, the love of the world. It's not telling you that you shouldn't have a big house or you have a fanciful house. You shouldn't ride a big car. No, you should ride all those things. You should, if you follow the Lord, He will bless you enough to be able to afford anything that's, that you want. But what God is saying is so clear. What is the pattern of the world? And what does God say you shouldn't love in the world? Verse 16. For everything in the world, cravings of sinful nature, sexual immorality, going to gigs, anything Satan set up, any situation of the devil where Christians should not be found there, Watching pornography, masturbation, all those things came from Satanism. If you don't know it, I am telling you. I ministered to a, 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 a lady in 1986 in New Cross. She was a witch, a white witch. She came all the way from Brighton. She's a white lady. She came from Brighton. And when she began to explain to me and tell me what they do in witchcraft here, I just discovered that everything they do in witchcraft in England is just similar to what they do in witchcraft in Africa. Because witchcraft is witchcraft. And you see all this immoral sexual uh, conduct, they are a department in witchcraft, which has been known for ancient times. Anybody who was a witch before will confirm what I'm telling you. But those departments are the ones that Satan raises to form the fashion of the world. And that's the reason why many things that are not societal, is not accepted in society, about 30 years ago in England, they have become enforceable against society in this very time. 
Like a man puts on an earring in his ear. We know that he's a homosexual. Knew that in England. But now you have them in church and on pulpits. Like people wearing torn jeans. We know that those who wear clothes that are torn are mentally derailed. Oh yes, that's what we know before. You see a man on the street, his, his clothes are torn. You begin to pray for him that will have mercy on him. But then now, it has become a culture of some churches. And um, you see them even on the altar of God. You know, we know that also, you know, you know uh, ankle chain, you know, putting ankle chain on, the, uh, on your ankle, is that, that's correct. We know that those who did that before belong to a cult called the water cult, what you call marine spirit and stuff like that. But then suddenly it became a society, you know, um, uh, it became uh, a normal pace of society. We know also that, you know, some years ago in England, a woman cannot put on a miniskirt. Even she will not be bold to put it on and go out. But we know now that people are wearing bikinis in the beach and all their bumps are out, their breasts are out, which is now legal. Formerly, you know, they, they, they also have, we went to Miami many years ago, and they were going in the beach, and they stopped us. I said, why? They said, no, don't go to that section because they are nude. Isn't it? So, nude? How can people be nude? They said, That's, if you go, want to go nude, go there. Don't enter that place. Because for those of us who are not totally nude, though they can put on bikini and all these high pants and all their bombs and stuff is exposed, but if you remove everything and start nude, you go there. Now, <clears throat> I want you to know that in England today, it has almost become something they are, they are enforcing over every one of us. Because a number of times, the nudes have gone on bicycle, <clears throat> both black and white. They were riding around London City, isn't it? And there's no law to arrest them or stop them. And in a short time, it will be inscribed in our law that it's a pattern of life. And for your, for your, for your information, United Nations will rubber stamp them, and they will soon say that they are minority. And they will now begin to tell them to teach children that you can walk nude, like they are saying to homosexuality now. So all these things are compounded by Lucifer. And those of us, he says, for everything in the world, the craving of sinful man and the loss of their eyes, the boasting of what they have, what he has and, and does, they does not come from the Father. The world passes away with, his, with what would pass away, but the, the man who does the will of God lives forever. Can I see that uh, picture of Shango? <clears throat> you know, if you look at this person, this person is a priest of Shango in Nigeria. And this man, this idol, they worship this idol in my own clan. So when I talk of Shango, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about history that I was told. I've been where Shango is worshipped, and I've seen people who worship Shango. I've been in their, in their shrine and stuff. And I can tell you that this is real. But the covenant of this man, can you give me the one with the braided hair, the Shango priest? Can you see the braided hair? These braided here, all these guys are men. Shango has a culture. Anybody who is a priest of Shango, who is a man, must put on, must braid their hair. Either they braid their hair or they do it like a rasta. I don't know what you call that. Huh? Dreadlock. Or they do it like a dreadlock. 
So once you see these people, we have lived to know them. They lived among us. Some of them are our own kinsmen. And uh, of course, I destroyed the altar of Shango in my own in my own family at the age of twelve. When I was taught about um, uh, Gideon, I went straight to the altar of Shango because he worshipped my in my mother's compound, and I broke everything to pieces. You know, just like Gideon would do. But you see, this is what we know, and this is the truth, which has happened before many who who do it now are born. All right, but in a short time, Satan began to creep this into the into the society and then even now you have people who who men who play their air like that in church and in altar of god what do you think is going to happen to them the moment you do that that spirit will follow you nobody can deliver you from him there is no anointed man on earth who can deliver you from all those things because you have gone out of the way of christ to walk in the way controlled by the prince of the air satan if anybody tells you that it's a minister, I can deliver you by it. He's a liar, an impostor. So now, I'll just spend another five minutes taking you through. Why do all these things happen right now? Why are they happening? One thing that was so glaring to us is that we're in the last days, isn't it? Come on now. Is that not correct? Look at the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse, 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 um, verse um, uh, 4. <coughs> The last days. He said, Jesus answered, watch out that you are not deceived. This when they were asking him about the last days. He began to answer and say, watch out that you are not deceived. So deception is the, is the most powerful weapon of Satan. You know, somebody who is deceived always believes that they are, they are doing the right thing. But they have been deceived. And deception is, a, is in progression will become delusion. I would together, when somebody gets to the age of delusion, nobody can deliver that person anymore. Nobody can convince that person anymore. But in the place of deception, they go in and out of the truth. If you look at it, says, Jesus said, watch out that you are not deceived. Let me read verse 3 and verse 4. <coughs> Maybe that will be all better. Just because of some people may be listening to me, you have not known the word of God. It says, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said. When will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of age? And then Jesus answered, Watch out that you are not deceived. Now look at the book of uh, Timothy. Therefore, how will Satan operate deception in the last days? We know that those who are in the world, they are under him. So this scripture is talking about Jesus talking to the people, the people who believe in him, that you are, this is for you. So how will Satan you know, operating the church in the last days. Second Timothy chapter 4, and I read from verse 3. He says, For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ear wants to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myth. So, and you have that now. You know, you have churches that um, they come under the classification that they, it's a new terminology, we call them um, seeker-friendly church. Their own opinion or policy or principle is that they have to try to become like the people to be able to win the people. So the pastor would dress like a punk and, you know, earrings all over the whole place because he believes that by doing that, he can now appeal to those who who are with the devil who dress that way. Can you see how foolish that thought is? 
You want to catch a lion and you want to behave like a goat. He will just snap you off. Am I talking with you? You are a human being and you want to attack a lion and then you decide that let me behave like a goat. That will go for you as a prey. Because the Bible says to us we should not be unequally yoked with them there. The way of Christ is not the way of Satan. And you cannot go to the way of Satan to behave like Satan to overcome Satan. It would destroy you. And many people go there. Many people go there. You can dress anyhow. You can look anyhow. It doesn't matter. Just come as you are. Don't you understand? They are deceivers sent by the devil. Because Jesus said, Come unto me. But all you who are labor, bring all your, your burden. But he didn't say, Remain as you are. Now, if we are to come to Jesus and still remain as we used to be, then there is no need for Jesus. There is no need for Jesus. You don't go to, to you know, uh, to read law in university and say that, oh, you know, I don't like reading, you know, I just like to come to university and graduate as a, I get my LLB. You, you'll be making the, great, the greatest mistake. You can't do that. You have to conform with the regulations that they have set before you. Or else you are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. What happens is that if you go to university like that, when the graduation comes, you, your name will not be there. And when others are going to get their, 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 their uh, uh, certificates, you will be, you will be, even if you told people that I've, I've finished my university, on the day of certificate, we will know who finished. So also in Christianity, on the day of death, you will know who you served. But it will be too late for anyone. So you have churches like that who are just deceivers and all stuff. Then it says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, the Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow, follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. So it means that there are some churches that demons were teaching through the pastors. You go to some churches about demon, 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 demon. Demon know that the person who sent them is the devil. We come to church not to come and hear about demons. We come to church to come and hear about Jesus, Jesus. It's about Jesus, it's about Jesus. If the church is just prosperity, 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 it's nonsense. Nonsense. They don't prosper. Only by dubious means. You know, any pulpit that deviates from Christ is not of Christ. Today, because the Bible warns us that in this our time, demons will be teaching through people. And demons will deceive people in church. Anybody who says that I've been drawn by this pastor, I've been deceived by this pastor, so I'm not serving God anymore. Satan really deceived you. And if you are not careful, it will send you into delusion that will destroy you. You die. What will you say before your God? With what will you, will you exchange for your soul? And so we need to know this, that God wants us about them. And the third one I will read to you is 2 Timothy chapter, chapter 3, verse 1. It says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. 2 Timothy 3. Or perilous time in the last days. Watch this. People will be lovers of themselves. Can you see it? Lovers of money. Boastful. Proud. Abusive. Excuse me. This is not talking about the world. It's talking about in church. Understand this. Disobedient to the appearance. Ungrateful. Unholy. Without love. As love of God or love of man. Love for one another. Unforgiven. Slanderous. Without self-control. They can sleep with anybody. They can have sex with just anybody. Even an animal. And they claim to be Christian. Did you see this now? 
They can engage in all manners of sexual immorality and perversion. And yet they say they were Christian. They never think that the act I'm engaging in is it the Spirit of God that is telling me to do so? How can somebody, somebody use his mouth to take the semen of a man? It's not different from a witch because what witches do is that they eat human beings. In the sperm of a man is the life. And when somebody takes his mouth to, to take the sperm of a man, he's just eating a man, raw, whole. They won't think about that. Apart from that, it's detestable. All these things are from demons. <coughs> the Bible says this. Without love, unforgiven, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Any music, go. They can jump and dance and reveal over music that is antichrist. They don't listen to the words of the music. They just nod their head when they hear the rhythm. Whereas they are chanting. Some of these guys have come out now born again, said that all this worldly music we played, there was a guy who came among us before. When he replayed, he reversed what he played in bass. It was chant. It was just spell. And some Christians will go and nod their head to it. Even some will sing the worldly song for their praise and worship. It says, having a form of godliness, but deny the power. There is power in godliness, and anyone who denies the power is, is under, you know, demonic spirits, deceiving spirits. And the Bible says to, the, to, to God's people, have nothing to do with them. Somebody who calls himself a brother or a sister, and you see them perverse, promiscuous, stop relationship with them, so that they will not wreck you. And he says they are the kind of those who walk their ways to the homes and gain control over weak willed women, you know, who are loaded down with sins and are sought by all kinds of evil desire. That's talking about sexual immorality. A way always learning but never able to not acknowledge the truth. Anybody who comes to church and does those things is always learning but he never acknowledge the truth. Just as James and Jambas, we have some of them. You know, in the days of Moses, they opposed Moses, so also these men opposed the truth. Men of depraved mind, who, as far as the faith is concerned, they are rejected. The, the, the sin that leads to death, don't do it. But they will not get too far, it says, because, as in the case of those men, they are fully will, 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 be, will be clear to everyone. So... Having read this to you in the last days, Jesus also said something in Matthew 24, verse 9. He says, Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Make sure you are not a victim of this. Because when Jesus says many, he's talking about church people. That many people who are church people, they will turn away from the faith. They will have their own formula of how they think God should be worshipped or be served. But they are loaded with sin. Also, you know, I, don't, I want you not to forget this. In verse 12 of Matthew 24, it says, Because of this, of the increase of wickedness, the love of most Christians will wax cold. Many will turn away from faith. They won't go to church anymore. They don't care about it. And the love of even a number, Moses said, 
We were at school. The word most are many. It, it's it really it's really you know when I when I look at that I'm afraid. No wonder those who want to go to heaven in churches today are very few. There are some churches when you preach message like you're preaching in this place, the the church will empty because they don't come to church to come and hear what's you know convicted about their sin. They want to continue in their own life and blame all their failure on God. Somebody who doesn't really relate with God and he fails, what is it? What does he think that he will get before? I will together now. So don't let your love go cold. And the book of Hebrew went further about those whose love will go cold. In Hebrew chapter 10, verse 25, it says, Let us not give up meeting together. And I say to you, you youths, <clears throat> what brought you to this place is that you do not give up meeting together. I saw your vigil. When I, last week, I was, in, um, I was ministering in a church, and I saw you in your night vigil. It was incredible. Your night vigil was incredible. I saw... And people wrote me too. I think I need to get this now. People wrote me and said, some ministers called me and said, Apostle, we were, we were connected to prayer night on Friday. He said, your, your youth are incredible. I said, yes. Lion give back to lion. Amen. Failure will give back to failure. Success will give back to success. I said, my youth are incredible. Yes. Because the way you pray, I had to turn into it. I say, oh my God, Satan is in trouble in England. He will have no hiding place. If thing is about to happen in this country, the face, let me say this, the face of youth is about to change. And after this your convention, I'm going to take this to the whole world. I'm taking you to the BBC, to the ITV, to let them know that to be a Christian is not to be a foolish person. We, we Christians have integrity. We are corporate in our appearance. Did you see me now? I said we are corporate. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If the devil is looking for useless people, he shouldn't come to church. All those people who's, who are too claim to be Christians and they dress like ragamuffins, the spirit that lives in them shows their dressing. Is what ex- you know the way is it as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. You cannot worship the glorious God and be a failure in society. It's not possible. Because the Bible says, seek you for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. You cannot. In the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, he says to those young men, God gave them knowledge to understand all literature and then visions and dreams. So, I, I say, I have raised youths in Christ with Tabernacle. I want to show them to the whole world. Wherever they may be, they are the same. That we have gone beyond the one that devil can deceive. You know? And we have gone beyond the one that color can debar. No, 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 no. I've said to you, you have many movements going on in the world saying that they are fighting for black people. Don't follow any of them. They are a bunch of liars who have no interest of black people in their heart. Whatever name they call them, they are of the devil. I say it now loud. And I've said it to you before. How many of them have given help black kids to go to university, pay their school fees, when they are shouting that this is about black people? How many of them? How many of them have taught black, black kids that there is a heritage for you, there is a culture for you to protect? 
and there is a, there is a there is a society for you to 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 live to live in, in sin. Uh, you know, to to, to 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 set your example about. None of them. They don't care about your your future. They don't care about whether you are able to go to school or not. They don't care about what they are teaching you, whether where you are heading for. They only are happy to get you into prison. And thank God that in CFT, no son of this church, no daughter of this church ended up in prison. Every member of this church who are youth, minimum degree is master's. That's what I told you, isn't it? And that's what you do. When you finish in this church, I say that when you finish your first degree, don't tell, tell me just I can rejoice with you. But when you finish your master's, call me, I will go. And I've gone to Oxford, I've gone to various universities to, to be with those who, who, who came out of the, of the university. Now you have been fortified academically. In knowledge, no child in this church can be set behind. Because it's not only your brain, but the Holy Spirit in you. And so, I'm very proud to showcase you in this nation. We may come from poor background, no problem. We may come from one single parent background, it's not a problem. But you see, the fact is that it doesn't matter where you come from, what matters is who you are following. And because we are following Jesus Christ, the Son of God, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. And I, your pastor, leave that example. Amen. Say somebody, amen. They, when, when they are, in in, in uh, my language, they said that when they are distributing good things, I too, I will, I will stretch my hand. Amen. Uh, so when God is pushing everybody forward, I must lead you by example, not just by teaching. Go to school, I went back to school. Oh, age is a barrier. I proved that age is not a barrier. Really, age is an assistance. Amen. Because many problems that you young ones think about, I don't think about it in my age. So, apart from God and apart from you, I have no thought. So, the rest of my life, what will I do? Read, 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 read. Until they drive me away from university, I will be reading. Go to that and read and read and read and read. Now, I say, Apostle, how do you have time to do it? How you have time to do what you are doing? I have time to do what I'm doing. If those who are perverting people, you know, running, running lives of youth bankrupt in this country, if they have time to do all those evil, why can't I have time to do good? I'm very, very proud of you. See, that scripture says, let's not give up meeting together. You must continue in that temple. Don't let anybody deceive you. The love of some Christians are worth cold. You know, but for you, your love is going brighter and brighter and greater and greater. In conclusion today, fix your eyes on Jesus. First of all, rather, let me first yeah, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Your thoughts on Jesus. Hebrews 3, 1 to 6. Therefore, holy brethren, who share the heavenly call, call it. Fix your thoughts, your thinking on Jesus. All those things that Satan set up to shipwreck people, take them away from your side. I've told you in CFT Church, when a child is age of five, just add 20 years to his life. Parents should make sure that they, everything that Satan has set up to detract attention of young ones, you don't buy it in your house, you don't give it to your children so that the children can be protected. You don't leave children watching television while you are, you are going away or stuff. A number of parents left their daughters and then they were raped. We deal with such cases when they are grown up because it keeps on affecting them. Make sure you give back to children you are responsible for children. At the age of three, introduce them to education, to Bible. Education, Bible. In CFT Church, what I've taught all of you, 
Education, Bible. Oh, what about social life? It's church. Spiritual life is church. Any other life is church. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what that has given me with you? Today, those of you who are the adults, we have youths in this church in their 20s adding over six figures. Are we together now? Not, you are not taking the crumbs of the society. And not only in England, all WSFT churches are established. That's what is happening. Because when God and academics are your major thing, God will bless and empower you to any level of success. And we are seeing that happen. So your thoughts should be sanitized. Don't get engaged in films or watching television. You don't have time for that. When your, your, your most effective year is from 5 to 25, always add 10 years to your age all the time. That will tell you, you know, where you're going. So what you do with these your 10 years has a lot to do with what you're going to be doing in, 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 in the rest of the life. But if you achieve God, you serve God with all your heart, and you focus on academics, your thought is always on God and your books, your God and book, you will discover that when you, when you, when you get to the age of 25, what people struggle, some people are now going to be thinking that, what am I going to do with my life? Because they have been shipwrecked by, 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 mis, by being misled. You will be there determining things. You know? And this is the key. When you leave this place, this conference, fix your thoughts. Anything that is not God, take it out. Cast down your imagination. Anything that does not add value to your life is not consideration. Uh, you know, uh, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, forget about it. You don't need all those things. What you need is God. He will fix you up with the right person. Either boy or, or girl. He will fix you up with the right person. God cannot disappoint those who are faithful to him. Impossible. And education, you will not be one of those who is praying for pass when exam is coming. You know when people, when people go to exam, they are saying, that, ah, God, please, I, please, I, please let's leave. When you go into examination because you are giving yourself to studies, you will say, let any question come out. I'm ready. And some of those who have been ahead of you, those who are younger would have demonstrated it. Distinctions in their master's degree, First class is just like, you know, a normal life in Christ with Tabernacle. And all of you are coming out with it. You must, it is by fixing your thought, changing the way you think, to anything that will add value to you, anything that will waste your time, cut it off. And I told you that identify those things, destroy them. Because the God who has, who has sent you is faithful. And of course, Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, it's one to four. Therefore, since we are surrounded with, by such a great, great cloud of weakness, let us throw off everything that hinders us. I told you, identify the things that set you back. Write them down. Get rid of those things. Everything that, that you know, waste your time. Write them down. Chuck them out. Your heart must be clean. Your thoughts must be clean. You have no enemy. Am I talking to you? In Christ's tabernacle, I've not been preaching to you that you should pray. Now the enemy that did not let you eat, God should bend their neck. <clears throat> you don't have that in this church. If you don't eat, it's your volition that didn't make you eat. <laughs> it's not enemy. Somebody is a failure. He chose to be a failure. It's not enemy. Because if you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. All things have become new. No power of the devil or man can hinder you if your ways are clean before God. Because God will rise up and fight for you. Your God you serve constantly will rise up and fight for you. So in this pulpit globally, you don't have prayer over the enemy that is not making this, a witch that is somewhere here. We want the witches to be saved. We want witches to test us. We want witches to come and test their power. And we, we challenge them everywhere we go. That's what Christ is about in Hercules. Because in challenging us, in trying their power against us, that is where they will know that there is another power greater than the power. And then they will, they will be converted. Jesus died for them to be converted. And when you see people where they pray that they should die, they are murderers. We don't do that in CFT. We don't do that. So, understand me. Anything that will hinder you or set you back, take them out. And let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I want to congratulate you, Youth of Royal Destiny, for this convention. It was a very successful convention. Now, as you go back to your various churches, I want you to do two things. Use whatever grace. Write it, write this down and keep it. When I come to your church, I will ask you. First Peter 4, 10 to, 4, to 11. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. Use your gift to service. In the church, in community, I want to see you youths engage yourself in corporate social responsibility. I want to see you go into becoming governors of schools. I want to see you volunteer to be directors in corporate organizations. Get involved in the management anywhere that you can speak for humanity. Stick your neck out. Police Commission is one of them. NHS is one of them. Immigration Service is one of them. These organizations, apart from the, the paid staff, they have, you know, uh, you know organizations you can end, go in and volunteer to serve freely, not really to be paid. Of course, talk about your own job. I don't have issue with it because you are well placed and I'm very, very, very happy. But get yourself involved. Whatever gift you have, look for some organization that needs your service and offer your service free. Be on board of many companies that are relative to helping people. That is what you should look for. I will work with you on this because you may think that, you know, your age is a barrier. No. In top management and governance of nations now, the procedure is that they want young people to be involved in top governance. All right? But if you don't stick your neck out, you will know it. And we also, who are older ones, when we get opportunities, let us bring it to church and get some of our youth to go and, to go and be there so that they can influence decision-making. Whatever gift you have received, use it in the church. Those of you who are medicals in, among the youth, I'm going to set up another medical club, which will just be of those who are 40 down. Anybody above 40, they are already in their own club. But those of you who are 40 down, I'm going to work with Pastor Elizabeth in every branch of CFT and teach you about the vision. You know, remember the Lord told us that now we should stand and go out to nations, isn't it? When Apostle is going to any crusade, I expect medical group 
to come together. If it is cataracts, you will arrange to go and be helping people to do. You will set up something that you can go with me a week before me, treat the poor, treat the people, especially when we go to third world countries, basic medical treatment that they would have paid money for, you can do it. And then, you know, we can move, you know, from one city to the other. Use your gifts. Every day you spend, you will never recover for eternity. And what you did not do yesterday, you can never do today or forever. So anything you do today is for today. And I want all of you to be very fully mindful. Follow my, my, my way of thinking. I studied law only to be helping people, advising people, and checking people who have cases that some lawyers had messed up. That's what I've been doing with my law degree. I will give them counsel, and I will contact those lawyers, make sure that the, the, their cases are, are well represented. You know, some of them I write to the lawyers, some of them I talk to the lawyers, so that the people will not need to go and pay. My people don't, go up, don't have to go and pay exorbitant money because they have a legal suit. That's what I've been doing. Some give them advices, look at their contract, and, you know, uh, help them. That is what you must do with your profession. My calling is to preach. But my profession is a lawyer or a surveyor or bricklayer or whatever. And I use those ones just to help for humanitarian. You must have something before you see me next year that you are contributing as humanitarian service in your community. And I want you to be known in your country. I will work with you, whichever country you come. We have access to every rule of every country. Whatever you are doing, we'll take it to your prime minister. We'll take it to the doors of the government so that they will know that you are doing these things. And they know that you are doing it because you are doing it for Christ. The Christians have sat back too long. Our time has come to stick our head out. If you are a lawyer, if you are a doctor, I will ask you, show me what you are doing for community. You must put those things together and we can report it and we can get to the government. Where you cannot have access, if you are, if you are along your line of career or operation in any country, if you are, if you are hindered, by anybody just let us know we will go to the person who is higher than that person in that country and you make your way nothing can hinder anybody in christ impossible impossible and so i want to say that haven't you now said we are going to be global we are global minded all right because some of you will work in united nations some of you will be we will enter into wto some of you work in the in um, um, uh, the, the the International Court of Justice. All those international organizations, I want you to target them. We have raised so many of you. WHO, get in there. Target those those international organizations, World Bank. Target them. Then when you decide to go into them, then we can back you up. We can back you up. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If any member of my church is qualified for a position under heaven, nobody can stop you from getting to that place. Nobody. And I'm telling you very confidently. Once you are qualified and you are right with God, forget the rest. We will be able to, with Christ, with the power of the Lord and the influence that he has given to us, we will get you seated in place of authority and power. As we are global-minded, we must be local focus. Global minded, but local focus. 
So if you are thinking that, oh, I'm going to go to UN, I'm going to go to, you know, WTO, what are you doing here now in that area? It is what you are doing now, which is the focus that will take you and drive you to the global purpose. And the Lord bless and strengthen you. Shall we bow our heads for prayer? Our God and King, we thank you because whatever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, because of the success of this convention. We thank you because we are new creation. We are children born not by natural descent or by human decision but, or by husband, but born of God. And the book of First, First John chapter 3, verse 9 says, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. Father, every appetite of sin in everyone that hears me, I cause them to die. Lord, I ask that the mind of man will submit to the mind of Christ in them. For the plans of God for man is the greatest. Father, Lord, I thank you. The Bible says everyone born of God It says, for everyone born of God knows that love comes from God. And whoever does not love God is not born of God. Because God is love. The power to walk in love of God and to walk in love for one another, I speak into every life. And finally, everyone, everyone, who, everyone who believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone born of God overcomes the world. First John 5, 1 and 4. I speak, Lord, the power that lives in each one, which is the spirit power, let it arise within us. Let it place us where we ought to be. As these children go, let the flaming fire go before them. And make way for them. So that by next year when we come together, we will be a lot more than this. This auditorium will not take the number of those who will come. They will walk in righteousness. Lord, the use of Christ's faith tabernacle will walk in holiness. I want to hear your amen resounding. I say your children will walk in righteousness. In righteousness you shall be established. Tyranny shall be far from you. They will not come near your door. Regret shall be far away from you. Every trick of Satan that shipwreck young girls will miss you. I say you will be wiser than the devil in the name of Jesus. By the Spirit of God, every, every, every um, uh, woman sent by Satan to shipwreck men of vision, they will be far from our men. In the name of Jesus Christ, as you have decided to follow the part of the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God will guide you throughout your life. Everything God said concerning you shall come to pass. The Lord will establish His covenant with you. The gift you received on Friday, as you go, you begin to see manifestations. May mercy from heaven decorate you. May God grant you the desires of your heart and grant you success in the name of Jesus. No power will take you to tribute. For all your labor, I speak to everyone. Everyone who have labored on earth, your labor shall not be filled for fire. You will 
Eat the fruit of your labor. This is the month of harvest. You will harvest from where you have sown. You will harvest from where you have not sown. In the name of Jesus. Others have labored. God will give you the harvest of their labor. In the name of Jesus. Those who matter to your destiny, heaven will bring them across you. And the Lord will steer their heart up to raise you up. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, Whatever be the desires of your heart and your plans for life, in line with the will of God, I declare them met in the mighty name of Jesus. Infirmity, live in the name of Jesus Christ. Satan, loose in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who are bound, be broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I command freedom and liberty to everyone under my voice. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord grants you all success and good success. The Lord open a book of remembrance concerning you. Whatever be your Hotting area, receive restoration in the name of Jesus. Whatever be area you are struggling, receive help from God in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you for, for the love you have for us. So much love that you have for us. We give you the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Shall we take our offering, please? afternoon church who here has been blessed today who here has been blessed this week I have definitely Um, I have the privilege to come and invite you to give your tithes and offering could we go to the book of Psalms 107 verse 20 to 22 please whilst the choir make their way up verse 20 yes thank you to 22 so it reads he sent forth his word and he healed them he rescued them from the grave and then 21 says let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men it also verse 22 then says let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy so the two words that stand out to me there is let them and to me that shows us it says let them it doesn't say force them it doesn't say beg them and i think that shows us god's mindset when he invites us to give a thanks of offering to him it's a privilege to go into god's presence and give thanks to him and give an offering to him you get to come to his presence to his throne room with your offerings with a heart of gladness because of what he has done for you for you and you get to give thanks to him so i want us to do that this afternoon with that mindset when we sing let's do it with a heart of joy that we get to do this for god to god and we get to give, we have the opportunity to give our offering and our tithes to God. And of course, it's our Thanksgiving offering. So also, please prepare your Thanksgiving offering as well. I remember Reverend Omar always usually teaches us that throughout the year, you should save up a bit every year to prepare for, for the Thanksgiving offering so that you can give something substantive. So give something of substance from your heart to the Lord. I give you a bit of time with the details above so you can give online as well. And if you'd, if you'd like to give physically, I'm sure the ushers can pass around.
cards as well. I understand the choir will be providing a special number for us, so whilst, whilst we do that, we give thanks. Would you like us to stand up or you have to sit down? So we'll be thankful in our hearts as we sit down. Hallelujah. Can I have the book of Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4? read it out, seeing that everyone is prepared. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, as we are now. It says, suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting, as we are sitting. It said, they saw what seems to be tongues of fire that separated and came on to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Hallelujah. The song we are about to minister is called Heaven's Open. And we pray that as we sing this song, that you open your heart to receive that which you are asking from the Holy Spirit. Amen.
you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the rain. Thank you, Lord, for the revival. Thank you, Lord, for the open heavens. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this offering. We thank you for the opportunity to come and to give to you, O God. And Lord, this is a holy offering. It has been brought by your holy people. Let your fire come down and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and wonderful name we have prayed. Amen. Can I please invite Pastor Liz? Oh, she's here already. again everybody good afternoon i can officially say that because it's one minute past 12 (laughs) thanks those of you that get my dry jokes thanks for laughing to the rest of you you're not encouraging me in my comedic (laughs) so i have a few announcements to run through today but just before i run through those announcements is deacon knee anywhere in the auditorium um, if Deacon Nee, you could just get ready for me. I think you know what I mean when I say that. If some of the ushers can find him so that he can make his way to the altar. So, the first announcement I have is to welcome anyone who is visiting us today for the first time. So, if, if this is the first time you are worshipping with us, if you could please signify by raising your right hand. Amazing. Just as we sang, you are welcome. We're so like happy to have you today. And the Lord will bless you and has, I'm sure, blessed you in today's service. If you do not already have a Bible-believing church that you attend, please feel free to join us here. This is a place where God is doing amazing things. And we are being challenged to be the best that we can be in the presence of God and in the nations that God has sent each of us to. So thank you again for worshipping with us. My next announcement is just a few um, housekeeping announcements. The first is that there will be no home group today. Um, Instead, we would like everyone to personally reflect on the key lessons from the Youth Week. And I think this is a pertinent time for me to say, we had this inspiration, we're going to have a takeaway tree in the foyer for the next couple of weeks and as I speak if the ushers could just hand out the pieces of paper to people in the auditorium right now um, what we're asking everyone to do is to write a scripture that has ministered to you this week and the pretext like the context of why that scripture has ministered to you And then we're going to be collecting that from you as the service ends. And what will happen is it will be in the foyer. And throughout the weeks, up until the end of the month, 
you'll be able to pick up any one of them, take it home and meditate on it, bring it back and pick up another one. We want to keep the fire going, right? We don't want you guys to go back into your coolers. We don't want to go back into our coolers. So we want to continue to meditate on what God has spoken to us in this very powerful week. The next announcement is that tonight we have prayer and communion at our usual time of 8 p.m. And you can join on either Zoom or live stream on YouTube. Similarly, daily prayer sessions will resume on Zoom, YouTube, and FCC. And that will be 8 p.m. every day this week, with the exception of Wednesday, which will be taking place from 7 p.m., and Friday, which is our usual day for night vigil, which will commence from 11 p.m. On Tuesday the 15th, we will be having our JTA, that's Jesus Territorial Army, which is the prayer function of our, of our church. We'll be having our meeting this Tuesday at Bethesda at 7.30. Now, I believe... Per the prior announcement about JTA, if you live within the locality of our Bethesda building branch, then please attend in person and all others will join via Zoom or YouTube. Also, please remember for all the men in the house, Light of the World, your monthly meeting takes place this Thursday the 17th of August at 7 p.m on zoom you will be studying the bible character philip the evangelist so please review the book of acts chapter 8 from verses 5 to 40 in advance and do your best to attend this is a great opportunity for the men of the house to come together um, and talk about things that will encourage each and every one of you in your capacity as men in this home in this house also, let's not forget that there is Light of the Word Evangelism this Saturday at New Cross and Cathedral at 12.30 and the weekly prayer meeting at 9pm on Saturday. So that's this Saturday. My final two announcements are, please can all the youth from Birmingham meet me in the creche upstairs after the service. That's every single person that has attended this convention or has come down from Birmingham for the purpose of this convention. Similarly, all the youth that have come from Ireland, please remain in the auditorium as I would like to address each and every one of you before you return to your various branches. And I can speak to the delegate from Berlin as well. Um, so please be minded of that. All other delegates, you have food prepared for you. Um, per the usual order so please go to the hall of mirrors after the service to receive your food back i have no further announcements i'm sure you've enjoyed listening to my voice clearly the laughter shows me that people didn't just zone out oh yes yeah, sorry one more announcement kindly note that the orchestra will be meeting after the service today only the orchestra i think i've diligently delivered my act of service in delivering the announcements now i'd like to invite apostle for our thanksgiving i think i will use my own microphone so that i will not finish and remember something Amen. Now, I have a privilege to invite 
uh, the twins from Ireland. Where are they? Sister, come over, come over. What's your name? My name is Ruth. Sister Ruth and... And my name is Sarah. Sister Sarah. This, you, this, this twin, they'll be, they'll, be, they'll be rendering an anthem. But you know, in Christ with Tabernacle Global, when these this, uh, twins was conceived, the doctors told them several reasons why they should be aborted. And... Their pastor, of course, Pastor Tawi is a doctor. He insisted with the parents that God give them as a gift. When they were born, the doctors said in Ireland they will not survive. They were just standing like this. And they put them into an incubator. But by medical standard, they are not supposed to leave. But their parents, uh, Pastor Pastor Taiwo insisted that God will give them to us as a reward. And they continue to pray. You know, when doctors make decisions and a doctor is saying that, I recognize that because we are both doctors, I know where you're coming from. By books, they are not supposed to exist. But by God, all things are possible. And in the history of Republic of Ireland, God brought them forth. And from their credo, both of them chose to start singing for the Lord. And that is the reason why mommy will not be in the, in the auditorium without specially requesting them to use that voice that Satan said will not live to praise the living God. So let's hear Sister Ruth and Sister Sarah. All right. You got Okay. Give them, give them, give them. So they, they just... Go ahead and give us your answer. You can back them up. Speak out. Speak to your microphone and speak out. Amen. Um, good evening, church. Um, today, me and my sister will be singing a song. I think everyone else in the church knows the song. It's called The Potter's Hand. Um, so basically, today when I was thinking about you know the song I should be choosing, I know I've already sang the song in the Ireland Church already for another event, but the song really ministered to my heart. So I really hope today, as me and my sister minister this song, it will minister to everyone's heart. Amen. Beautiful Lord, wonderful Savior, I know for sure. All of my days are held in your hands. Welcome to your perfect hands. You gently call, you gently call me into your presence. I your Holy Spirit, teach me, Lord, to live all of my life.
Put your hands together for them. What better song will they have offered unto the God who defiled the knowledge of science and still brought them forth without sickness? Because, of course, the doctors, when they say that from what we see, this cannot be. The next stage is that if it be at all, they will be vegetable. Or then they may have this sickness. Or they may have this sickness. But they are sound. I think I will tell Dr. Taiwo to send me the photograph of these twins while they just give birth. They were just like this. And so that when we play, when they minister, we can show them in the unformed body. <laughs> and we can see them in the fully formed bodies. Put your hands together for the Lord. Is your mother here? Sister Fully. Dignes Fully, is she here? Oh, that is Dignes Fully, that's the mom. And your brother too is uh, somewhere there. What's his name? Yes, over there. Well, they are, they are from Togo originally, but you see, these, these kids are pure Irish. Because you can hear their tongue is complete. Very Irish and pure Irish. Now we're going to have the thanksgiving of the youths. Amen. You know, the choir you are singing, of course, you have to go there and join them and sing with your microphone to the pulpit. And I pray for all of you. Now, shall we rise up together? Give them a song so that they can sing. sing. You sing as you go. Yeah, walk and sing. The instrument we can't carry, don't carry. But the one you can carry, just carry it. And Give them a singing song to go to the back. Come and see what the Lord has done. Uh-huh. You finish it. He has taken away my sorrow, but I'm Hallelujah. 
that are 12 to 30, please leave your seats and join them. Leave your seats. Keep on singing. Why should you start singing? Oh, do the different song. You should go from one to your different. You are the reason why I live my life.
You know, if I don't, if I don't bring this to a pause, no, not hard, pause. They are just getting into cloud 10 now. Getting to the third heaven. Do you know that all you youth can vote and you would be the majority vote carrier in the church? The Bible says children are reward from God. These are my arrows. Like arrow in the hands of mighty warrior. Let me read these scriptures to you. And they shall be your portion. Psalm 102 verse 28 says, The children of, this, of your servant will live in your presence. You will live in the presence of God. Amen. Their descendants will be established forever. You will be established forever. Amen. And Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13 it says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord. You will all be taught by the Lord. Amen. And it says, Great shall be their prosperity in the land. Amen. You will prosper largely in the land from where you have come. Amen. It says in the book of um, Psalm 69 verse 34, Let heaven and earth praise him. Let seas and all of them move in them, uh, all that move in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the city of Judah. God will save Christ with Tabernacle and rebuild the city, the nation of England, of, 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 of Germany, of um, Ireland, and African countries that you have come from. Your children. The children of a servant will inherit it. You will inherit your land. And those who love his name will dwell therein. You will dwell in the land securely. Let me give you two more prayers. As for me, Isaiah 59 verse 21. It says, as for me, this is my covenant with you. With them, says the Lord. There's a covenant of God with you. My spirit, who is in you, says the Lord. And my word that, is, that I put in your mouth will not depart from your mouth or from the mouth of your children and from the mouth of your descendants for this time, from this time on and forevermore. People talk about generational curses. It is not a portion for those who believe in Christ. Generational curses only have, it has credence over those who are not born again. Uh, but those who are in Christ, the Bible says, your generation and your descendants, they will not depart from God. Because you have known God at your young age, the children God will give you will serve God forever. And your descendants forever will stand in the presence of the Most High. It says in Psalm 127-3, No children are heritage from the Lord, and the fruit of the womb are reward. As arrow in the hands of mighty warrior, so are children born in one suit. Happy is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put ashamed when they contend with their enemy. Now I say, the Jesus Christ who appeared unto me, he will continue to be with you. When I was your age, the Lord had taken me to heaven a number of times. When I was your age, I have had encounters of angels. When I was at your age, God had performed great miracles through me. Across the continent of globe to my age now, I say to you, the oil that was poured upon me, you receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord has used me across the continent of the globe. 
No power could stand against the power inside me. No power will be able to stand against the power of Christ in me. The Lord who had occasioned and guarded my, my steps and my heart and my mind, He will guide you. He will protect you. He will bring you to the highest level on earth. You will not break ranks. You will not have occasion where you will think that you need to depart from Jesus. The glory that God gave this house is yours. The destiny that God gave this house shall be fulfilled through you. If any one of you is struggling in life, from today you are free. Those of you who have just left university, doors are open for you. Those of them who are are the leaders who have been working tirelessly, I say, heaven is your limit in rising. Like the rising sun that no man can stop, so shall all your rising be. The Lord will strengthen and fortify your spirit. He will guide your heart and mind and soul. You will not be object of scorn or object of laughter in 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 your life. The one whom you serve, whom you have been with throughout this week, who has spoken among you and through you, he will be faithful to you to the end. Mercy shall follow you. Goodness of God will surround you. And as you you receive power on Friday, I say it again, from among you prophets shall arise. From among you teachers shall arise. From among you pastors shall arise. From among you evangelists shall arise. And God will raise apostles from among you. None of you will fail. You will succeed in everything that heaven has ordained for you. So shall it be. And those of you who are married among you, the Lord establish your marriage. Those who are yet to marry, the Lord will guide you to the right person. And the Lord will not allow the snare of this devil to catch you. You will turn your nations around in the spirit of righteousness. So shall it be. In a short while, the nations you come from will begin to talk about you. For the wonders that God will do through you, you will bring the knees of the devil to the ground and deliver many youths in the nations that have been deceived by Satan. Revival will spark through you like a wildfire over the nations where you are. And the Lord will grant you the souls of several youths in that nation. So shall it be. And so it is. Lord, this is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying.
shall be please be seated just one more thing we want to um and i'm sure that you'll all agree with this to put this meeting together it took a great effort of some youths over months who are put in one thing or the other and this week we discovered of course you will agree with me that even if i don't minister the first day i couldn't minister because i mean the message has been spoken each day you know if i didn't minister at all in this week god has spoken and it took a lot of effort for some youth to stick their neck out in consistency in dedication and sacrifice their time so that others can be blessed and so i will hand over to pastor elizabeth now who will call all these uh, leaders out so that we can bless them thank you very much apostle so as apostle said for the last one year a lot of hard work has been going on behind the scenes from various young people in the house who have been dedicated i mean literally tirelessly working day and night to make sure that this week and not only this week but all of the youth meetings we have throughout the year all of the youth uh, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> Let me take a breath. Take it with me. <sighs> okay. So they've also been doing some really hard work behind the scenes to make sure that every youth initiative is delivered. So whenever we've had a youth social, youth prayer, youth meeting, some of these people have kind of stuck their head out on the parapet and said, look, I'll take that on. And we want to take a moment just to acknowledge and appreciate them. So, first of all, I'd like to welcome up to the stage anyone who served as a project manager for this week. Let's give them a round of applause as they come up. And if you could just stand behind me, because I know some of you are in the choir. So if you're in the choir, please come out. Let's keep giving them a massive round of applause. I think we're still missing a few please make your way up now one of the things I often say and I've said this for the past 25 years this is always a fantastic opportunity to bolster the soft skills that you need to thrive and succeed in society and some of the young people standing before you were actually really nervous and really shy about taking a leading position but the Lord has filled them with boldness and it's been amazing. I haven't actually gone and said, you need to do it like this. They've single-handedly put together the programs, thought about, you know, what, what would young people need to hear and how can we communicate the message? If you ask me, that's strategic thinking, which are the talents of CEOs, directors, and the like. So get ready. Yeah? Get ready. It's coming. It's coming. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'd just like us to give them a round of applause again. Okay, amongst them is Sister Esther and Sister Adetola, but I think they're currently working behind the scenes preparing packages and the like. And also Sister Chisholm, who is strolling. But anywho, <laughs> let's give her a round of applause. So... 
so you're not going to make it now. It's okay. It's okay. So if you could please go back to your places. The second group of people I would like us to really acknowledge today is anyone who is aged 31 and above who made a contribution to the youth week and has been making contributions to the youth for the last one year. You know yourselves. Please come up to the altar. These are people who... I'll give them a chance to come up. Also, those of you that are married and under the age of 30. So, sister, come out. And your husband, come out. Deacon Mada, please come forward. Deacon Nee. Sister Luciana. Sister Jessica. Let's keep giving them a rapturous round of applause as they make their way up. Amazing contributions from all of these people. I'm sure I've not missed anyone out. All of you that attended the girls' MSK and MBK sessions as well. Some of you are mothers and you took your time out to come out that Thursday to speak to some of our young people. Please come up if you can. Come up, come up. Now, the reason I I would like to acknowledge these people is because they could have said, I'm too old for this, which many of us in this auditorium have said. A number, not many, yes, not many. That's true, not many, a number have said. They could have said, I'm too busy, I've got work, I've got this, all of this stuff, but they availed themselves. And I want to use this as an, a call to action. If you are above the age of 30, avail yourself. This generation is going through a lot of trying times. And I think if you just hear some of the questions that came out this week, some of the experiences we heard from our young people, all of us need to roll up our sleeves and get stuck in. This is not a time to allow your age to be a barrier. And this is a call of action to those of you who are 30. You are still part of the youth group. Why are you sitting in the auditorium when you should be on the camera, in the choir, serving our new visitors? This is a call to action. Please, remember what your leaders did. When you were young, we sacrificed the time. This is your time to shine. And I'm not going to sing because that was a gospel, the name of a gospel competition. Please, I was just told Deacon Temi, come up. Yeah, you have to. Sorry. Can't be sitting there. <laughs> so some of the some of the work these individuals have done at times we needed people to do um, airport pickups we needed people to help cook food we needed people to help drive some of our youth all the way to Hastings yesterday and we just needed young people throughout the year that were sounding boards for various issues that young people in the church have has suffered or faced. So I would really like to give a round of applause to these individuals who have been amazing. Thank you very much for your help and your assistance. May the Lord continue to bless you. Amen.
Right. The final announcement I'd like to make is about the people who anchored this whole year. So one of the things we do in the youth group, we give young people the opportunity to take on the project management for the week, if that makes sense. But we also give young people the opportunity to nominate themselves to take on project management for the whole year. So that's everything from the strategy around the vision for the leaflet that you see before us, the setting up the team that do the youth promo for the convention, thinking about creative activities for young people to get engaged in in the church throughout the year, the type of topics that are, 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 are uh, important, i.e. What, what is society talking about right now and how can we raise the profile of Jesus Christ even in the midst of that. I remember one of the topics that came up this year was about crystals because many of you who's on social media anybody on social media you know there was a time when there was so much in social media about oh you need to have a crystal and people talk about my crystal color is blue and it means I'm calm or whatever it was and a lot of young people started dropping God for this crystal ideology and I thought again I still see myself as a young person do you know what I mean people think I'm 25 we thank God you know Anywho, but I was so far removed from that topic. It's not something I would have thought about bringing to the attention of the young people in this church. But our project managers were like, look, we need to talk about this. This is what's going on. And they always make me aware so that I don't become detached. And I'd like to welcome to the stage Sister Lucy and Brother Tomiwa. They have done an absolutely amazing job this year. Absolutely amazing job. So, it may not seem much, but one of the things I always say is that as some of us get older, I'm trying not to cry. The work is a lot. a lot and these two people the whole year they didn't complain they just did it they just did it and why am I crying because I know when I decided in my early 20s that I was gonna I wanted to give back to young people in our church and in the community I remember how many sleepless nights I had thinking about different initiatives we could plan and how these things would have a resulting impact not just on us personally but on the community that we live in and these two people that are standing behind me and I want to share like shine a specific I can't even speak properly a specific spotlight on sister Lucy you've done an amazing job she does it without complaining and I'm sure Baba Tommy would agree with me she does it without complaining and both of them have literally taken the load please join in the fun it's been an amazing year and it's going to be an even greater one ahead of us so I just want to pray for both of you that the Lord will continue to strengthen you the Lord will continue to keep you anyone that will lay you waste will depart from you in the mighty name of Jesus 
the Lord will send rain upon the works of your hand and cause everything that you have in your heart to achieve to prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. The job that you're looking for, you will get it in Jesus' name. But they will not become a hindrance to you in your work or your journey in the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I've prayed. Um, Deacon Lee, if you could please present them with the, the, the gifts. This is a small token from us to you. Absolutely amazing job. And I just want to say, you know, part of their responsibilities is international management as well. So management of stakeholders from all over the globe. They've done an amazing job. Well done, guys. Thank you again. And with that, I'd like to hand over to Apostle. Thank you. Amen. And I think that we need to put our hands together for Pastor Elizabeth. Because during the end of this meeting was about calling. And one thing that the Bible revealed to us clearly is that calling cannot be commissioned without it manifest. All these people, I'm putting my eyes on each one of them as they are doing their job to know the calling upon their life. So in the future, when you see Apostle ordain, understand that I don't hold committee meetings to ordain people. Neither do I ordain you because you were born in CFC, you grew in CFC. No. Because if you ordain you when you have not manifested, you will fall to the sin of of the devil that is pride will come into your head or you will mislead people and if you can see these people also the role they are played they can use it in their cv really it should be you should go straight into your cv i'll be, I'll be very willing to work with all of you to technically draft a proper way you can reflect it because there are people who have gotten jobs top jobs because of their involvement with the youth and the white peak and i believe very much that you know their dedication to the course is what has brought the success that we have i couldn't play i couldn't read uh, what we that what we received from the youtube but we received quite a lot of commendation and also the drama team where are they stand up where you are i wouldn't say you should come out or just wave your hands if you are the drama team yes so you know the i and i will say this to the world to hear in christ with tabernacle none of these people receive any money none of them is paid all my instrumentalists they are more than professionals but we don't pay them to come and play here there is no cft church in the world where we pay instrumentalists all those who have manning the cameras social media manning the audio everything nobody is paid each one of them render their service in the church and that's what i call a church that's what i call a church they are all homemade home brewed and they are functioning that's the reason why somebody cannot just say i'm fed up i'm no more playing here i'm going away they have nowhere to go 
Because this is where they were made, this is where they were manufactured, and this is how they are serving. Hallelujah. So we, this is, I will say to the world, this is what the church is. But when you have to pay instrumentalists in some places where service is still going on, they have finished their work, they will just work out, and you cannot play. No pastor should pay an instrumentalist. If you cannot, if you don't have instrumentalists raised in your church, you know, use your hand and mouth and pray for those who are there. This is how I got this happen. Lay hands on them, anoint them, prophesy about them. Skill will come. And we have a breed that are coming up this month also. The Overcomers Night, you will see the Orchestra of Christ with Tabernacle. They have gone so deep and high. And we thank God for this exemplary service. And can I say also to us, those of you who are the old leaders, you know, that um, are helping the youths, I will say that you have Pastor Lizzie as your mentor to look at. Don't miss any service, any one of you. Because once you have been appointed to lead the youths, then you must be without blemish. Your work, your marriage cannot come between you and God. Those of you who are married, so that these youths have looked at you very high, you will not fall down. You will continue to go higher and higher. And can I say there are some people who have to in the social media, you know, to design flyer put the social media together i want to say a very big thank you to everyone and god bless you hallelujah are you ready for me god bless you and keep you Today, turn to somebody and say, to God bless you.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power, and thy glory forever and ever. With all eyes closed and bow your heads, please. The Spirit of God told me that I should give opportunity to those who want to accept Jesus. Maybe today you see you heard all what God has said and you really want to give your life to Jesus. You want a better life in God. I want to do that. Just put your hands on your chest and read this after me. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. I confess with my mouth. Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. I receive forgiveness from all my sins. Through your blood that was shed, I open my heart and ask you to come in. I surrender my life to you from this day forward. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Shall we lift our right hand up and read Hebrews 13 20 and 21? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Turn to somebody and read First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 to that person. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now. To yourself say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and all your tithing and offerings and accept your bond offering which stands for your prayers every day. May God give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious, and we shall be victorious in every battle. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he open a book of remembrance concerning you in this month of August. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you, turning your dream into visions. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying.
if you pray the prayer which I led you through for the first time in your life, please, after the meeting, you can come forward. There will be a leader here to attend to you. Also, I feel led that after this conference, we should have baptism. And also, we will have meet your pastor. We will let you know the dates between now and next week. Meet your pastor is a forum where if you have been coming to the church, either New Cross or here, and you have not had a, a personal meeting with me and my leaders, we will host a dinner and invite you so that you'll be able to. But you have to put your name down that you want to be invited for Meet Your Pastor. We want to know, you know, your views since you have been worshipping with us. We want to know how you came about this assembly. I want to know what God is telling you, if there is anything God is saying to you, so that we can share it. It's a, it's a less formal meeting where, you know, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not in my collar, so we can talk and things like that. Also, if you have not been baptized, and I will say this particularly, you youths, I want you to write your names down uh, at the reception. You can conduct it too, please. The youths, um, uh, Sister um, Lucy and the brother Tomiwa, you can handle all that so that you go to the reception, get papers, and anybody who wants to be baptized, whether youth or old, since you accepted Jesus, you have not been baptized by immersion, I want to know so that we can you know, arrange the baptism and we'll make sure we do that for you. And the Lord bless you. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
revealed to us according to our confession. Can I just read this clip to you? It says, This was such a blessing. I have cried tears of joy this evening. Excellent presentation. Thoughts provoking content. Anointed delivery. Thank you so much for blessing our CFT youth. This is from uh, a woman. Um, uh, I think it's, um, is it Mrs. Daosa? Mary Daosa? Or the Joe Ehi, the Amen? Is, is among us in this meeting? Oh, that's the woman over there. Ah, oh, you are very welcome. You are very welcome. And your, your son, you are so welcome, gentlemen. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Please, any one of you who came for the first time today, I have a pack they should give you. If you don't have the pack, when you get to reception, place a demand on that. It is your right. Somebody also wrote concerning the uh, instrumentalists. Okay, he said the instrumentalists, the musicians are, fan, fa, are fabulous, especially the keyboardists. You are fantabulous. <laughs> The Lord bless you all. Please spend your week in great blessing. Could we be seated, please? And the ushers will lead you row by row outside.